Hello, and welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine in Conversation with podcast. I'm Paula Preisner, a senior editor within this journal, and I'm joined here today by molecular virologist Dr. Keith Chappell from the University of Queensland in Australia. We will be discussing a recent publication by Gustavo Dayan and colleagues, which is a phase three trial investigating whether the bivalent recombinant vaccine offers protection against symptomatic SARS-CoV-2 infection. Keith, thank you for joining me today. Could you briefly summarize the study and its most important findings? Dayan et al. report the results of a phase three efficacy trial of a bivalent protein-based SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. The vaccine under evaluation combines two prefusion-stabilized near-full-length spike proteins. These two proteins were produced in the baculovirus insect cell manufacturing platform by Sanofi and combined with the ASO3 adjuvant supplied by GSK. This vaccine is based not on any of the currently circulating variants, but on the original strain and the beta variant, which transiently dominated in some geographic areas early in the pandemic. This study took place at 54 sites spread across eight countries, including Colombia, Ghana, India, Kenya, Mexico, Nepal, Uganda, and Ukraine. The study was conducted between October 2021 and February 2022. The timing of this study underpins its uniqueness, as it was conducted at potentially the last opportunity to include assessment of protection in a naive subpopulation, and also the first occasion to assess protection against the highly divergent Omicron variants. The vaccine was shown to be 31% effective in preventing symptomatic COVID infection in naive participants. However, as a booster on naive participants, the vaccine efficacy jumped up to 75%. The results from this study provide further evidence that COVID vaccines are effective, but this is something we already knew. There have now been many, many clinical trials completed all around the world. They've assessed different types of vaccines and been run under vastly different circumstances. They've been run with different populations and when different COVID variants have been circulating. These studies have overwhelmingly shown is that COVID vaccines provide a good level of protection, regardless of the circulating strain, particularly when you've received a fairly recent booster. Thank you. Vaccines and boosters have been crucial to help overcome the COVID pandemic. But what do these results mean at this stage in the pandemic? As we've seen time and time again, new variants emerge with some level of immune escape. But this is never 100%, and the original vaccines continue to provide some level of protection. The spike protein is very large, so to mutate each and every epitope away from the original strain just doesn't happen. Yes, COVID vaccines could be better if they match circulating strains or if they gave improved breadth of protection. However, availability of effective vaccines is not really the issue, at least for most populations. Unfortunately, one of the biggest issues currently is complacency. In a lot of places, people received their primary vaccinations and then boosted doses when these became available, maybe in 2021 or 2022. But that was quite a while ago now. Immunity wanes over time, so at this stage of the pandemic, what we really need is to get the majority of the population to come in for regular boosters. So for anyone wondering, what is a bivalent vaccine and what are the advantages and disadvantages of using this type of vaccine? 
To put it simply, by giving a bivalent vaccine, you're presenting more epitopes to the immune system, so you get an increase in the breadth of response. The human immune system is pretty amazing in its ability to make a simultaneous response against multiple targets. For example, the approved pneumococcal vaccines are 23-valent, so by including two different spike proteins, it's not like you're close to any sort of limit. Even though this vaccine doesn't contain any of the currently circulating variants, by giving two different versions of the spike protein, you increase the likelihood that vaccine antigens will match circulating strains. The beta variant may have been replaced back in 2021, but some of the mutations within that strain have appeared multiple times and are present in the current strains. Unfortunately, a limitation of the current study is that it didn't include a monovalent comparator, so we can't exactly put a figure on the benefit or even know if there was a measurable benefit. Given that the monovalent boosters provide a high level of protection, any additional benefit on top by giving a bivalent vaccine is likely to be fairly minor. I think one underrated advantage of this vaccine and protein-based subunit vaccines in general is the lower rate of solicited systemic reactions. In this study, the rates of unwanted side effects such as fever, headaches and general malaise were found to be comparable or only fractionally increased relative to a saline placebo. That is a key advantage given that concern around side effects is often a driving reason for vaccine hesitancy. The improved tolerability of this vaccine may make it easier to entice people back to receive regular boosters. Yes, I agree. The tolerability and side effects of vaccines are important factors for people considering boosters. So finally, what are your hopes for current phase three trials? There are a couple of points I'd like to raise. I guess my main hope is that eventually we can move away from the need for phase 3 trials for COVID vaccines. This study is a good example of how long it takes to run a phase 3 clinical trial. The beta variant was first detected at the end of 2020. By the time the clinical trial was conducted at the end of 2021, the Omicron variant was circulating. And now, two years later, there are various XBB strains circulating and new variants emerging, such as EG5. This really shows that we can't keep up with COVID evolution with the current system. It simply takes too long to update a vaccine and run a full phase 3 clinical trial. By the time a new vaccine is shown to provide a benefit, it's too late. We need to move to a situation which is more like seasonal influenza. Influenza vaccines are updated regularly and approved based on the well-established principles of virology and immunology without the need for large efficacy testing. Even though COVID cases don't fall into a predictable seasonal pattern like flu, the messaging for influenza vaccination is much more palatable to the general public. I think there is a huge benefit to that simple public message of the new vaccine is ready, it's time to come and receive your booster. The key to keeping people out of our hospitals is safe and effective vaccines, but also effective messaging. Thank you, Keith. It was really interesting to hear more about this vaccine study. If you would like to read the study discussed today, you can find it online via thelancet.com, where you can also listen to this podcast and our previous episodes. Thank you for listening. <laughs>